It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Divas That Care. My name is Candice Gish. Thank you so much for tuning in to our amazing program. We are now in our 11th season, so I want to thank each and every one of you that has been a listener of ours for all these years. It's because of all of you that we've continued to interview amazing people from around the world. Today's guest is Karen Black, and Karen has been a guest on the Divas That Care I just haven't had the opportunity to interview her, so I'm so excited to have her onto my program. Well, as I said, let's get started, everyone. Welcome to the program, Karen. I'm excited to have you onto my on my show today. Thank you so much for having me, Candice. Uh, it's such a privilege. Thank you. Well, you know what? It is my pleasure. You are such firing and empowering woman. The things that you're doing out there is helping so many people. And I'm going to be diving into some questions later. But before I do that, would you mind, Karen, sharing a little bit about yourself? Uh, Sure. So um, I call myself a nomadic entrepreneur. (laughs) Um, I left South Africa in uh, 2017 um, and uh, went to live in Norway, actually, um, uh, for about four months. Um, And... But to just backtrack a little bit, um, I'm actually um, the a co-founder of um, an online business called talentfinders.com. Um, um, and then I'm also an international publicist. So basically what I do is I brand build um, individuals um, that are either entrepreneurs or uh, you know, career specialists in a specific um, area. Um, and brand build them through traditional media. So that is more along the lines of editorial, TV interviews, podcasts, uh, magazine publications, whether it's online or print, um, and also uh, mainstream radio as well. Oh my goodness, you are a busy woman. I know what it's like to be able to coordinate a lot of stuff just on my end. I can't imagine to be able to do that on a huge scale like that. Yeah, well, especially for me, it was um, an interesting decision because I um, decided in in 2016 that I had had enough. um, And I've always felt, um, if this makes sense, and maybe some people will relate, but I've always felt like my purpose was bigger than where I was born or the country that I was born. Um, And... um, yeah, so I, I decided um, in the October actually of 2016 that I was going to leave and um, I went, like I said, initially got on a plane on my birthday actually um, in January of 2017 wow. and uh, I actually flew to Norway. I'd never put my foot on Scandinavian soil. Uh, so um yeah, it was very interesting. So I, I went and I lived, like I said, I lived in Norway for four months. And um, yeah, and since then, I've just been traveling over the past five years, um, just building relationships uh, with people, uh, also trying to find an investor for uh, talent finders. Um, so yeah, it's been very interesting. But 
one of the things <clears throat> I will say briefly is that um, I feel in many respects, I'm very grateful for the opportunities to have visited so many countries and worked with so many diverse people in so many different cultures. Because one of the things that does teach you is, you know, how you do business in America is not the same as how you do it in Norway. You know, people are far more conservative, yeah. less trusting, um, you know, and even here in the UK, it's very different to the United States. So I've managed, you know, to really and had the privilege to be able to work with many different people and be in those countries and see how things work. So I, I feel in one respect uh, very blessed and in another respect, I feel like it's given me an advantage of understanding different cultures. You know what, and I think that's very important. Yeah. I love what you just said there. I want to ask you why publicity? Why is it important for people to have proper publicity? Well, I mean, you know, for me personally, over the years, um, I realized, and actually it's something that's come up more now, even <clears throat> from when, you know, when I started. So when I started, I never studied publicity. I never went to college or did a degree or any of those types of things. Um, and one of the things that I realized with my first ever client was that um, it's really the power of storytelling. And if you really understand the, the, the purpose and the reason behind the publicity, so it's not, oh, I just want to be in magazines because it's a nice thing to, to have or it's a nice thing to do. Uh, what all of these things are um, is building blocks, um, you know, to, to be able to add additional credibility to what you're already doing. So if your brand and your product is good enough, you know, people will know about it, but people really want to know the name and the face behind the brand. And we see that with people like Elon Musk. We see that with people like Sarah Blakely, um, you know, and various other, you know, entrepreneurs, Richard Branson, you know, all of those people have, um, a story and that's what sells them and everything else they do is just you know um you know is is just additional benefit if that if that makes sense so it's it's yeah. just highlighting what they're doing but it's really the power of their story you know and not everybody comes from rich families you know that were able to help them some of these people have really built from 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 nothing you know they didn't come from you know names like you know the Hilton family or whatever where they already had an existing brand and then <clears throat> their family members wrote off the back of that name I'm not saying that's a bad thing but they already had that platform so you know people like Richard Branson and um uh you know Elon and that they didn't come from very you know super wealthy families and he's built what he's built, um, you know, through and and really his his story is what sells him at the end of the day, besides his brand and his product. I like that, you know, because a lot of people might not understand that. So it's really important to get out there to build that that brand, like you were saying. Tell us a little bit about, you know, you had mentioned that you do podcasts, you do are you get them on podcasts and you mentioned earlier too about getting them into you know magazines if that's kind of what they're looking for 
if a person here in Canada, the United States, um, they're looking to have a better understanding about what you are doing and how your services can help them, can you explain a little bit about that part of it? Yes. So um, the the process the the process just because I always like to explain the process because I, I think very often people don't you know they're just talking on a sort of up in the air um, environment or situation but they're not explaining the actual process. So the process is that obviously if if a client or a person comes to me and they obviously they want publicity and they want to get more exposure in the media because that's what's going to help them to leverage more clients to be able to use that in presentations to be able to just add to addition uh, of what they're doing so you know how it works is obviously each client has a unique uh, specific um, requirement um so all we do is we just adapt um you know the the process to each individual person so if for example um you know i have a client now who's in branding and uh and you know recently she's been um approved to be in harper's bazaar you know we've got another client that's going to go on to good day new york um so the process really is, is that they come to us, we obviously discuss what it is that they need and, and what it is that they're actually looking to achieve. Obviously, my part of my process is educating and managing the expectation of the client because you get some people who will come and they say, oh, I want to be on the cover of Forbes magazine, but nobody knows who they are. It's not going to happen. You know, so you have to also manage or I have to manage and my, my team member has to manage the expectation of the client. But also they have to have um, some kind of solid story and some kind of angle that we can go in because we're obviously targeting different publications for different things. So the process is that if they come on board um, and you know whether it's an interview for Good Day New York, obviously we 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 brief the client. Uh, you know we explain what the the um, interview process is going to be. Um, you know, how to manage um, if sort of if a presenter, if it's more business and it's it's more hardcore. So let's say it's Fox Business, for example, um, you know, there may be uh, presenters or people that are interviewing them that will throw a curveball to try and throw maybe a negative question to try and get a reaction. So we always try to uh, prepare the clients for those scenarios. Uh, to help them to spin it into a positive um, into a positive response, a positive outcome. So each process is different. Obviously, TV, the turnaround time is quicker, but if you're talking about online publications or, or print publications, online publications generally don't take as long because it's online. So it, it just depends on the journalist and you know what a backlog they have but if you're talking specifically about print then it could be a two to three month lead time but the work gets done the interviews get done um so either the 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 journalist will do a telephonic or zoom interview or they'll meet the person obviously this was before covid um you know mm -hmm. and, and do an interview and either record the interview and then you know, write out the answers um, and write the actual uh, interview, or they'll send the questions, 
you know, I send it on to my clients, the client answers the questions, and then we send the images and, and the information, um, you know, to the journalists, and then they obviously do the write-up, they do the layouts, they do all of those things. So that's pretty much how it works in terms of the process. Um, and we obviously then, we take the different, uh, whoever we targeting at that specific time, uh, we take the pitch and then you obviously have to pitch it to, to the journalist or to the producer of a show. Um, and then, you know, if they like it, they'll use it or they might say, well, we want to adapt it slightly you know, and then we just have to adjust and adapt. And then we obviously prepare the clients um, accordingly. Oh, I love it. You know what? I love the idea of everything that you're doing. And this is like the next step for a lot of the individuals that are tuning into our program. You know, this is what you were helping them to get to their next level. Yes, absolutely. So what I normally suggest is I say to them, you know, if somebody comes to me and they say, oh, they want... Um, you know, they don't have a big budget, then I would suggest um, an entry level, give, get them a couple of things. Also then it builds trust within the relationship. Um, and also the other thing is, is it's very important for the person, as much as I, I do listen to the client 100%, but I also know what I'm doing. So sometimes the client also needs to manage their expectation and also understand and take guidance from us because if there's specific things that get said it's not because we're saying that for, for for the fun of it or that we're trying to be difficult but there's certain things that you have to do in order to to be able to do these things to break break into it at least and then from there you can build up and build up and build up but i also don't want people to think oh you know, I, I got into CNN or I got into, you know, uh, CNBC or I got into some big thing and now suddenly my career and my business is going to become a million dollar business. It doesn't work like mm -hmm. that. It's all building blocks. It's all adds credibility to what they're doing. Um, and sure, I mean, you know, I've had clients that have ended up getting business out of, you know, interviews that they've done even on other podcasts. You know, so I also say to people, just because it's small, it it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad because you never know out of that you targeting into a whole other audience that doesn't know who you are. And that could lead generate business um, where you least expect it. So I always say to people, don't sneeze at small opportunities because as you grow and as things get better, you will get bigger and things will evolve, you know, but yes. it's, you have to be willing to put up the investment and you have to be willing to be patient because it's not going to happen in five minutes. It's not. And, you know, that's kind of something that we've always talked about here too, is we've had a lot of people on our program. We talk a lot about mentorship. We talk a lot about um, finding business coaches and all these different things. When you're building a business, when you're an entrepreneur, you can't do it yourself. You need to surround yourself with all these people in order to have the success that you're wanting to have. And having somebody like yourself who does the publicity part of it, I would rather have somebody like you than try to figure it out and spend my, my time and energy um, getting nowhere. You know, you wanna have the professionals in order to help you succeed. 
Exactly. And not only that, but also the thing is, we have the relationships with, the, you know, the editors and the journalists. And, you know, many people will say, but why can't I do it myself? I'm like, by all means, knock yourself out, go do it yourself. But you're not going to get very far because these people have a lot of thousands of emails coming in every exactly. every day with pictures and this and that and half the time you're never going to even get a response and the other thing is is that people you know it's different maybe when you get to a famous stage and you have personal relationships with certain journalists you know where you'll call up and say i'm having an event please you know bring the press here that's a different scenario but when people don't know you and then you try to go there or pitch or send an email and promote yourself good luck because a lot of people don't like that and it comes across as narcissistic and, and um, self-promotional so unless you have something really good where you feel okay I can do this but generally speaking it's better to get somebody else and pay somebody else to do it because they have the relationships you know what I completely agree with you Karen People are there for a reason. You've learned the things that you've learned to help others. Why try to reinvent the wheel? Can I ask you, do you work with people around the world? Yes, I do. So I've worked with many people out of Canada, the United States, Norway, um, South Africa, obviously, because that's originally where I'm from, um, and uh, Sweden. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's been a cross-pollination of um different countries and different cultures and different people so yes everybody around the world and then there are people you know let's say there are people in sweden that want exposure in the u.s market so we're able to do that um because <clears throat> excuse me in in um in countries like norway and sweden the media is very small there in fact it shrunk substantially over the last number of years even when i was there because um, a lot of the publications um, and print, none of those uh, magazines exist anymore. A lot of those things went online or they just didn't survive and they shut down. So the media in, in Scandinavia has shrunk substantially um, as far as print and magazine and, you know, oh, if you wow. want fashion magazines or business publications. I mean, you know, I, I went through lists, I spoke with people, I... I networked, I tried, really tried to um, embrace uh, the culture there. So it, it, is, it is very different. So, you know, a lot of people do feel that they want to get um, UK or, or, or US uh, media because they feel it has um, a lot more um, clout as far as, you know, getting their, you know, leveling up and getting their name out there. But again, it doesn't mean to say, you know, if somebody, you know, I always say to people, listen, I can get you onto, you know, an online editorial, let's say in South Africa, it's still global. It's just, and it's still going to be seen. And then you can take those things and leverage it back in your own country or your own city or state, you know. So I always yes. try to encourage people to not just be one, you know, tunnel vision, one, you know, one thing, you know, leverage different things. I like that. All right. I I just want to kind of, before we end our program, I don't want to talk more about your talent finders. Explain to our listeners a little bit about that 
and how, you know, you were mentioning that you're looking for investors. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yes, so Talent Finders is an online talent community um, which connects, promotes, and educates talent. So the reason I started talentfinders.com was because at the time I had been, this was back in South Africa, I had been um, uh, working in a production company and I, I realized when they were casting for commercials, you know, that. Um, you know, they sent the wrong height, the wrong hair color, the wrong demographic, you know, the whole story. So the idea behind it was to create um, an online talent community whereby whether you're represented by an agent or you're self-represented, everybody wins because we don't bypass the agent. I'm not an agent. I'm just a platform that connects you to the right representation. Because also what was happening is like, for example, top sports people, were losing out on jobs because everybody, like somebody would contact a person and say, oh, do you know who represents this particular artist or this particular athlete? And then they would end up going through 20 people, all of which is adding on a percentage of commission. So by the time the quote for that particular athlete, whether it's an endorsement, whether it's a, a speaking engagement um, or a, for commercial purposes um, would lose the business because the quotation was like ridiculous. So what we wanted to do was be able to connect the right person that's looking for that talent to the correct agent from the beginning so that they don't actually end up losing out on the work because at the end of the day, a lot of athletes or even artists that I had come into contact with who had said that they'd lost out on work because, you know, they just were ill-informed or, or the, the quotation was so ridiculous that they just never got the work and they never knew about it because the agents were dealing with the negotiation. So, so the idea really was initially it was uh, just going to be actors and models. And then it was like, well, we could do musicians, we can do, uh, dancers, we could do crew. Um, I mean, the, you know, this can expand into so many different um, arenas, you know, even entrepreneurs um, and people that are looking to promote, um, you know, promote their skills or promote themselves as a speaker, whatever the case is, can do that. So, you know, again, if they don't have an agent, they can register. If their agencies uh, want to promote more of their talent, they can do that. And how it works is it's a subscription-based business model. Um, the reason for doing that is to keep the riffraff off and, you know, to try and avoid, you know, anybody having, um, you know, harassments and, you know, fake profiles and all of that, you know, as we see on these premium models, it's great. But as you know, there's a lot of fake accounts that get set up yes. even in celebrities' names. So try to avoid all of those things. But it's a minimal cost per year to be registered and really the idea is just to create it as one of the biggest platforms um, for entertainment um, but you know again expanded even white label um, white label it into other industries so yeah that's I don't know if that answers your question you know what it does um, we definitely know a lot of individuals that would be interested in learning more about it uh, in order to be a part of the platform, do you do an interview process? How does that work? 
Um, so what they would do is they go on to the website uh, talentfinders.com and that's with an S because some people don't spell it with an S. It's talentfinders with talentfinders.com um, and um, then if they choose to, they obviously have to go on and then they choose which package they want. So there's really two offers, uh, $39 a year or $99 a year. And the reason we kept it at that is just because we also didn't want people to feel like they're paying a monthly fee, like you get on some other things, but you're not really getting anything for your money. So we rather <clears throat> wanted to go with um, an annual fee. And then if they do that, then they obviously pay the money first via PayPal. And then from there, um, uh, they would uh, register their profile. And then we get a notification. Um, I obviously go through and check, um, or um, one of my other colleagues goes in and checks just to see that there's no inappropriate images or you know fake information. And then once that's uh, done um, and everything is sorted out, then we activate uh, the profile. And then they can go in at any point in time and update their images, update their bios. There's no additional cost to that. Why wouldn't everybody want to be on this? Yeah, I and also, I mean, it, it's interesting because um, back in 2017, I went and I was in Silicon Valley. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the guy said, you know, talentfinders.com, that uh, domain is worth gold. So I think we chose a good name. I think you did too. I think you're going to find a lot of people are going to really flock to that. You know, and I know that especially when this last 18 months, a lot of things have changed for so many people and they're looking for new avenues. They're looking for ways to get that exposure like you're talking about. Yeah. But just, I think they're really looking outside the box now. Yeah, exactly. And also I think people want to be in charge more of their own, um, you know, managing their own things, you know, it doesn't mean to say you can't have an agent and it's certainly not our objective. In fact, we welcome agents and we welcome people that represent their artists to register because it may be opening a different market that they weren't aware of um, and giving them their, their talent exposure. So there really isn't a downside and I have no desire to negotiate people's contracts and whatever that's why they have agents and also what I feel is that it's a great opportunity for agents who are looking for new talent that is unrepresented that can be found on talent finders and who knows they could yes. actually get um they could actually get new um you know new talent on their books so to me I, I don't view it as competition and I certainly that's not my objective as far as talent finders is concerned and um, I think everybody at the end of the day can benefit. You know what, I do too. And I love that you were saying that it's not just actors and models, it's speakers, it's entrepreneurs, it's athletes. It's a wide range of individuals. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I mean, it could be jugglers, uh, it could be, you know, the Cirque, Cirque uh, entertainers that you see like incredible, you know, gymnasts. I mean, it's endless the, the amount of talent that could. Um, I mean, we we had people when we first started. 
who came to us and said they were looking for a gymnast who could, um, you know, uh, do the, the pommel horse thing, you know, and we actually found somebody and they got, for half a day's work, they got paid pretty well. And that was because we we provided that. So, you know, you, you get different requests for different things. Some are weird and some I, I don't entertain at all, to be <laughs> honest. I've had some strange requests. <laughs> oh, I bet. So, it's just opening up a whole new can of worms, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I think for the most part, obviously, it's all above board. I mean, you know, we're not talking about, you know, strippers and all that stuff. I mean, I don't berate them and I don't, you know, people have their choices. But that's not the kind of entertainment that, that you know, I, I also have to kind of maintain some level. And it's not a discriminatory thing. It's just we also have to be careful ourselves what kind of talent we put on. Oh, Karen. This interview has gone by so quickly. I've really enjoyed it. You have so many facets to yourself. You are helping so many individuals out there with everything that you're doing. Uh, one of the things I want to ask you, is there any last minute, maybe some tips, some tools, something to inspire our listeners? Well, I mean, I think that the biggest thing as an entrepreneur myself is that, you know, anybody that's looking to pursue um an entrepreneurial journey um you know i always say to people i mean it is it, it is wonderful i mean but it is challenging and it is a very lonely um and difficult uh part i mean even people like elon will tell you and i don't even want to put my or classify myself close to elon but you know it's not easy and i just think that people need to be aware that there is a lot of sacrifice um, a lot of tears that people don't necessarily see. Um, and, you know, I, I just want people to understand that it's, it's, it comes and requires a lot of sacrifice, a lot of personal, um, you know, personal challenges emotionally that you deal with that people, again, don't necessarily see. And, uh, you know, but if, if you're willing to, to, you know, to live humbly and, you know, even those people who say, oh, you know, I want to get funding and then they go out and they buy cars and houses and all this. It's, it's, it is not like that, you know, and that's the other thing is, you know, sometimes people like I'm very cautious about the way that I position myself even on social media because I don't want people to think, oh, you know, I fly here and it's all glamorous because it's not. I mean, I have slept, you know, in apartments with mice in health, middle of health kitchen you know like in new york city so i i don't want people to to be delusional and also people need to like i said live humbly and don't spend on things you can't afford and i've always lived by that principle and it's actually been beneficial because you know i never spend more than i can afford and I only buy what I need at the time. And I'm not, um, you know, it's not about designer and I have to show everybody that I get projected on social media. And I think this is part of the reason why we have mental health issues because people are creating very false narratives for a lot of people. And even in the world of celebrity, you know, people are looking up to these people, but behind the scenes, 
they're depressed, they're anxious, they have anxiety, they have all these mental health issues because we as society are fueling the wrong things. So that's my opinion as far as what I feel COVID has amplified in the last year and a half. It's always been there, but I think COVID has just highlighted and accelerated and amplified what's wrong with society and where we need to change. And in my opinion, if you're willing to put in the sacrifice, you're willing to go without certain things, um, you know, just, and when it gets hard and it will get hard, you just have to make the choice that you're not going to quit. And it's still not easy for me, but I'm still out here doing what I need to do. So that would be my advice to, to everybody. I love the advice. Thank you so much, Karen. You so thank are you. absolutely inspiring. I hope that you come back on the Divas That Care again, because I know that there's so much more that you can share with us, so much more that you can say to inspire us. And we would love to learn more about everything that you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. It was my pleasure. And thank you to all of our amazing listeners. As I said in the beginning, it's because of all of you. It's 11 seasons, 30 countries. Oh my goodness, guys. I am beyond grateful to all of our listeners. And you know that's why we are able to continue to promote and talk to fantastic people, inspiring people, um, people that are making a difference in the world. Uh, and we are gonna continue to do that with with all of our hosts on the Divas That Care Network. So I want you to make sure that you check out all of them at divasthatcare.com. You can listen to our shows on Spotify, iTunes, Skechers, and so many other platforms out there. Again, thank you so much for all of you that have tuned in today. I hope you have a fantastic day and that you make sure you do something kind. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.